Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Dark Art Society podcast. I'm your host, Chet Czar, and today we have Chris Haas coming on the show, or he already got interviewed on the show. It was a great interview, super talented, creative, and cool guy. He's been on the show before, but not on the video podcast. Very talented sculptor, musician. He does it all. He just he shows some really cool masks he's uh, been making recently, and uh, yeah. So uh, um, he's he's got a show coming up at Arch Enemy Arts on this Friday, which is a few days from now. If you're hearing on Wednesday, and yeah, it's great interview. Great catching up with him. Um, uh, what's going on with me? Just the usual, nothing new. I've been doing these ballpoint pen drawings, bringing some more money. You can see here, uh, oops. Uh, 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 I'm working on those. I'm just trying to bring money in still. Uh, that's pretty much it. And, and juggling everything as usual. So, um, nothing much to say on that front. Uh, if you want to support the podcast, go to patreon.com slash darkartsociety and join for as little as a dollar and you get the podcast a day early. You get a entry into the private Facebook group and other benefits and you support the show and keep it free for everyone. And um, if you want to support my Patreon, it's patreon.com slash chatzar and I'm posting uh, all, all my work on there, everything I'm working on. Also, you know, these drawings, I did 26 or something, and I post them on Patreon for the patrons first for people that are willing to pay as little as a dollar a month. They get the first shot at getting them, and um, the first 20 sold through Patreon, I think. And um, so uh, uh, it's a good deal. Okay, uh, we are uh, sponsored by... Skull, sh Skull Shop, S-K-U-L-L-S-H-O-P-P-E-E. -E. P-P-E. S-K-U-L-L-S-H-O-P-P-E. And here's one of their skulls. Amazing replica skulls. Super affordable. I use them for all my reference for my paintings. And if you join at the $5 or above level on uh, patreon.com slash darkartsociety, you get a code for 20% off of Skull Shop. So... Thank you, Skull Shop. Uh, I think that's it. Okay, I'm trying to keep these shorter um, now, so I can't think of anything else to talk about. Oh, oh, uh, yeah, if you join the Dark Art Society Patreon, you get your name right in there, too. And this week, we have one new subscriber, and that is... Um, here we go. I'm going to tell you right now. Jeremy De La Rosa. Thank you, Jeremy De La Rosa. Anyway, I guess that's it. On with the show. It's a good one. We get into lots of cool stuff. And uh, dog appearances happen. All right. Hope you enjoy it. Hello, Chris. What's up? Welcome back to the show. Thanks. Good you, to be back. We weren't video before, right? No. Okay, no. so this is a new development. How do you like it? <laughs> uh, it's, 
so it's up down. <laughs> I mean, we um, did video before. I just never recorded video. Right. Yeah. And I was really hoping to be in my studio for the interview because of the video. Oh, but right. The internet's choppy out there. It's a separate building from my house. And um, so I'm in a, a room in my house that actually used to, it's my old studio. So mm. still, there's still some studio vibe. <laughs> It's all good. As long as yeah. as long as it's you, that's what counts. Totally, no robots. And and also, um, you know, choppy choppy internet is not good for an interview. Yeah, didn't want to risk it. <laughs> so, how have you been? How long? It's been what years, right? Since we talked on the on the podcast. It was way back because yeah, I was thinking back to how I was. Set where I was sitting in my studio when we did the last interview and it was where I had like a totally different arrangement with a couch and stuff. And so I was like, yeah, that was definitely deep. Like pre pandemic for sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Wow. So well, how, years. how have you been? <laughs> Great, man. Just, uh, you know, um, getting old and <laughs> still doing, doing my best to do what I love. And, um, raising my kids and hanging with my dog and enjoying life in Colorado. Yeah. Are you uh, loving it out there? I do. I've been here 32 years. Wow. And, and it's still just like, I went for a drive in the mountains today with my brother and I've got some relatives in town and looking at all the fall color colors popping up in the mountains right now. And I'm like, it seems like yesterday that I moved here moved here from kansas originally so wow. when i moved this was like lord of the rings shit here compared to kansas so still 32 years later man i still wake up every morning like is this really real that i get to live here so that's yeah. awesome yeah i still have one of your brother's um old refrigerators that was sweet yeah. do, do you remember that yeah, that was crazy how that worked. That was so weird. For people who don't know this story, I I needed the specific type of old, and I never I never made the art piece. It's still sitting in my yard, and it's like yeah. I, I I still have it though. I can't get rid of it because it's so beautiful and the rust is so perfect and everything. But I need I wanted to make for con one of the conjoined shows. I wanted to make a sculpture, and I had this vision for an old fashioned like fifties or sixties. I think it's fifties refrigerator and i'm like oh where am i going to find this i was like looking around on the internet and then i forget if it was on ebay or craigslist it was craigslist i think and i was like oh someone has the exact one i want uh and and it turned out to be your brother yeah blue right yeah yeah and it was just like and he was moving he was leaving his loft in downtown and it was like what are the chances that was so, so weird. Yeah, that's the universe. Cosmic. Working. Yeah, to totally cosmic. Um, so that was pretty cool. Anyway, so I, I still have that thing. <laughs> I love the idea for the piece. I think that you should still totally. I do know. It. I want to. It's just so big and cumbersome, and but it would man. be a cool like uh, installation for like you know like meow wolf or something like yeah. that. Yeah, had a, a big place to hang. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to make a big head peeking out of it, like a two, two or th two and a half foot head and spider legs kind of like it's peering out and then 
flashing light, like the lights going out. Oh, it would have been so cool. I still, I still can do it. I just. Have you ever done any any pieces sculpture wise that big? No, I did. The, I did a head that heartbroken head was about. That, that was about the size I wanted to do it, um, and that was pretty big. That was like a big ass head. So I I have done that. It's more like putting it together, and you know what I mean, putting the whole thing together. And I don't know if you have to weld things, and I don't know about welding or anything. Yeah, you need a team. Yeah, I know. I need a, <laughs> I need a crew. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna sculpt this. You mold it, cast it, then I'll paint it, and then you guys put it together. <laughs> Everybody deserves a crew. I know, I, right? Every artist deserves a crew. Yeah, I want a crew just to like help me like paint my house and Oh yeah. You know. <laughs> I still haven't painted my house is like it's so bad. It's so bad. I have to get my house painted. And it's I just like don't the for the haunted house look. <laughs> it's only the haunted house look. It is an old house too, so it's probably like lead paint underneath there chipping off. It's bad, but I just, I don't have time to do it myself and I don't have the money to hire someone. So I'm just kind of like waiting for something to change, but I got to get a roof too. I'm, I'm in both of those boats. I just went out to my studio just now cause it was raining super hard and my studio is an old building. My house is old too. And, uh, I knew there was one leak up there and I have a little bucket under it in the <laughs> attic, but I went and opened the trap door and like, there's all kinds of water, like splashing me on no. the head. So extra buckets and yeah it's it's old you know it's old crazy tin roof and you can see daylight coming through it but <laughs> you know it's like farmer the old farmer he says you know they ask him why it's why he hasn't fixed that leaky roof and he says well when it's raining it's too wet to get up there and right it's not, it's not leaking <laughs> i did have a i had a bad a bad leak in this little back house tiny little room we have in the back um connected to this garage and um I was able to fix that leak. Um, so that's good. But it still leaks from the bottom. It's just like, it never ends, you know. Yeah. You, you, they never tell you. They tell you how great it is to own your own home, and then they never tell you how expensive it is and all the stuff you got to do to fix it. And it's Especially when you got old. Well, my house is 123 years old. Wow. Yeah. What, what, year is, what year is it? 1900. Oh wow, that's mm -hmm. crazy, man! Mine's nineteen twenty three, I think. So it's that's pretty old. old. That's old, totally. Yeah, yeah. We got old houses, you know, and I love old houses. Yeah, I think they're so cool. I'm, that's my I like old cars, old clothes, old houses. Mm -hmm. They're energetically charged and have you know uh, such a, a worn in, comforting feel to them and. Yeah, especially if like maybe the previous owners were cool or the people were good. You, you feel, I mean, like this house has such a really, a really good vibe to it. And I yeah. think the people, bef I know the people before us were cool because we kind of knew them. We met them and sort of became friends. And then the people before them uh, were supposed to be really nice, old, nice old couple. So, generation of coolness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And same here with this house. We actually had, uh, before I lived here, we got the house from my wife's parents, and at one point they had a, a family come through that were the um, relatives of the dude who homesteaded and built this house. Wow! And he's um, the great great grandpa or great grandpa of um, what's her name? I can't think of her name right off the top of my head, but she's a famous singer and super cool singer. Oh wow! And 
well you know this house definitely my property i feel like it's got an artistic and creative energy my studio before it was mine was my um, my mother-in-law's and she's passed away but she was a, a very well-known and accomplished uh native artist from alaska oh wow studio here in colorado was, that's so cool but it's my studio now yeah so yeah you know it's, so. that reminds me of i went out to my sister's the other day and um she still has stuff from when my my dad died. My mom my mom died like a year before. He died like a, you know the classic. He died a year after, almost you know directly. And um, so there was like some artwork there of his and and stuff she gave me. And she gave me this. It's like this little his paint table where he put his palette and stuff next to him. And mm -hmm. it's just like this crappy two by fours and plywood table but it's super sturdy and it's got paint splashed all over it like from years of painting and so uh, yep. and i was like oh i gotta have i gotta take this and um i brought it to my studio i'm like what where the hell am i gonna put this thing because i have no room in here it's just jam-packed and i set it next to me just like out of the way and then i was like oh this would make a really great altar because i have i don't i've never set up an altar and I've been wanting an altar for a couple of years now. And I haven't found, like, there's no place to put it. I, I, I had something like a little stand that I couldn't find that I thought would be perfect. And so I just kept kind of putting it off. And it's just like perfect. It's this perfect oh, altar perfect. that like totally just <laughs> fell into my lap. And it's got his good vibes in it and his paint all over it. It's so cool. So, oh, it's, yeah. you know, if you're, if you're patient, your altar will come. Yeah, no, that's that's a, that's a rad story. Yeah, for to have that, to have his little art table as your altar table is that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, and he and he was super spiritual and all that, so it's really really amazing. If you hear a dog barking, it's my dog, and because um, there's the trash, he barks at the trash truck, and there's trash pickup right now. He barks at uh, airplanes, helicopters. And trash trucks. <laughs> well, at least you'd say from any of those things sneaking up on you. <laughs> True. Any of those really loud things sneaking up on me. <laughs> so what have you been, uh, how's your art going? I haven't seen, I mean, I've been off most social media. I have not been on that much. So I'm not seeing what people are up to. Um, really? Yeah. So what, 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 what have you been up to? art wise um i i did a show at a gallery in santa fe cool super cool gallery called keep keep contemporary official is it like and, a is it like a regular gallery and you're kind of like the weirdo artist there or is it kind of a cool gallery like copro cool. <laughs> yeah, it is super cool it's like copro where you walk in and you're like blown away from like floor to ceiling like whoa this like I wish I could think of some of the names of the people that he has in there, but definitely dudes that you would know and recognize. Oh, cool. And, What's yeah, it called? Keep Contemporary. Oh, okay. Um, you know who else just did a show there last year was um, Adam McCarthy. Adam McCarthy. Oh, yeah, cool. Um, who, who's, who's been in the... Um, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know Adam. Oh, that's great. That's yeah. so cool. That's yeah. funny because he was... Um, when I first met him, he was just starting to get 
showing, just starting. Mm-hmm. And so to hear he's like having shows and Go stuff on. now is pretty awesome. He's yeah. re- he's no, a he's... really good painter. Yeah, he's a super cool dude. He actually has a a piece of mine. I did it. Oh, cool. Piece for him. Yeah, he was um, on. Yeah. Go oh, I'm sorry. He was on the podcast a long time ago. That's right. It's like you know what the podcast is so old that I forget who's been on. It's like Dude, six yeah. years. Six, six years. I think so. Yeah, or coming up on six years. That's that's awesome. Yeah, insane. Wow. Anyway, sorry. What were you saying? What were you gonna say? Do you remember? So yeah, I was just saying yeah, that was kind of my my last big show that I was working on. Um, I've been kind of trying to you know I'm pretty much well known for a lot of the skull stuff that I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've definitely been kind of um, branching off and, and integrating other things. Um, I don't know if I've ever shown you any of my 2D work, but it's kind of a little more lighthearted and whimsical. Just my my drawings, my characters, and mm. stuff are. They're weird and dark, but they're definitely more whimsical than like all my my skull work is pretty serious. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I've started making um, some pieces that are kind of s- merging some of my more lighthearted style, but still dark and, and disturbing. Um, but definitely really stoked that I'm able to I feel like I'm established enough now to where I can start branching right. off more stuff. And because that's really like I love doing the skulls, but there's there's nothing in me that says that I need to make more skulls, you know. But when I when I come across a new idea with mixed media or whatever it is that I'm excited about, and I stay up late, and I yeah, you know, feeling when you get a new piece going that you're stoked on, and like it's just that buzz in your stomach, and you're just like, yeah, Fuck yeah the music, and you know, and 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 like get into it, and that's where I really feel like the love and the passion for me is in the thrill of the hunt, the process, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and so I've been, yeah, feeling like safe enough to start doing some of my other style of stuff. Um, you know, a couple a few masks, I've done a few masks that are real primitive. Oh, um, cool. I've, actually, I've got a couple here just because I wanted, since I'm not in my studio, I grabbed a couple things, but this is a spider. Oh, that's awesome. Mask. And it's like got these little horse hair tufts. That's super cool. Right. What'd you make it out of? Um, it was I. I did a plaster gauze base, and then just built it up with foam and epoxy clay, mm-hmm. and some thermo, a little bit of thermoplastic and horse hair. That's so cool. I love it. Thanks. And that's my little spider spider mask. And then there's another one that I did that's um, got some deer antler. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> that's creepy. Yeah. So a little more like playful, but in yeah. a kind of a disturbing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, disturbing. And uh, so yeah, the wearable art um, really is definitely fascinates me. I'd like to get into more wearable stuff, but even just some of the um, wall hanging stuff is just working more with mixed media and not just skulls, but. Um, mm-hmm. Anakin parts and other just little sculpts that I'm doing little face sculpts and uh the um the the work that I just sent off 17 new pieces for a show a solo show at Arch Enemy Arts oh, cool. in Philadelphia and mm-hmm. they are all the little single framed eye pieces just glass eyes with a little leather 
skin and the lid and the little antique frames. Mm -hmm. I don't have any. The most of the ones I sent off for the show are freestanding pieces that I build inside old uh, mantle clock casings. Ah, oh, cool. Ant antique decorative clock casings. I take the clock face out and I put in little glass eyes with the eyelid, so it's this freestanding little peeper. Oh, that's paper. so cool. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, they're they're fun and and they're um, a good like. <clears throat> entry level collector piece for for collectors who can't maybe afford one of my bigger pieces mm -hmm. but you know um can can get into you know from the 300 to thousand dollar range in there somewhere you yeah know? yeah it's important to have that yeah like your smaller mini paintings mm -hmm. and stuff <clears throat> yeah that's cool you know i i really appreciate the the uh the fact that you're able to branch out like that that's really one of the benefits you get from sticking around long enough and establishing yourself is that you are able to experiment and people will you know early on for the first part of your career you have you have to be careful not to veer too far out of your lane because you're trying to establish yourself as i hate to use the word but as a brand your art as a brand that represents you and then when you when you get a certain to a certain uh, just a certain reputation you're able to just kind of do whatever and people are interested in it. So I'm, I'm glad to hear that, you know, you're able to branch out because obviously you're, you're super creative person. I can imagine just being kind of stuck in one lane would be difficult for you. Cause I know you're like, just kind of like an all around creative guy, you're a musician, you, you know, you're just a create creativity machine kind of. Thanks. That coming from you, that's like, uh, <laughs> like God telling me I'm hoping. God is speaking through me. <laughs> no, I, like, I, I, I feel like, you know, I, I painted houses for, I think, you know, for yep. 25 plus years. And it's only been over the past couple of years that I finally decided no more house painting. The universe wants me to pursue my art and my music and whatever that takes, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. And so, yeah, I, I feel like I'm in it to win it. And, and I do feel like the universe supports me in the decision to be creative. And I feel like it's also the time for me to branch out for me to right. be in every direction. And, and, you know, no, I, I do this too. And I do that. Right. And I'm, I'm going to of this and just when you thought you knew what i was going to do next i'm gonna yeah you know, that and like the music too i really would love to see the music be uh as strong as a you know an equal pillar in the in the structure of creativity that i have mm -hmm. built. You know, like the the arts mine and it's what i can do i don't have to wait for five other dudes yeah. to, show, to do it you know like <laughs> but with with my art i can do it anytime i just walk out to my studio and it's there and so i can produce and pursue i just i would love to see the music kind of you know because i feel like i've also worked really hard on that for a really long time too and the band is, is sounding really tight and it's all original creative stuff and mm -hmm. yeah it's great the band's great thanks it's yeah it's it's one of those things uh as as much as I enjoy the the solitary aspect of art making art making and not having to rely on other people, uh, it's also nice to be able to collaborate with other people. There's something to be said about 
you know, a, a band when it's working is amazing. It's so cool. It's such a great feeling. And I definitely miss that. And it's something I've wanted to get back to, but I, uh, I'm just, just, I haven't gotten there yet. Cause I was doing it for like 10 years and I was finally like, I gotta, I can't take the heartbreak anymore (laughs) it's like like you lose a member and and then it falls apart and you start a new a new band it's like this was happened a few times and the last time it happened i'm like okay i'm done i'm done 10 years is long enough i was like 30 or something at that point i'm like i'm done with this and it was really difficult but but uh uh i still love music and i love to play and my kid's a drummer it's like i got no excuses really other than the fact i don't have any time I'm still, it's, yeah, it's a commitment and it's, yeah. you know, it's, but I, I can so relate. I've always said that it's like having, like, if you're in a band with five dudes, you have like five girlfriends, basically yeah. <laughs> same relationship and communication problems and all the struggles, only no one's getting laid. <laughs> you lose a member. Like it, it's so like that, like losing a girlfriend. And then you like the new, like the new bass player comes in and, and, and then the old play, bass player shows the show and sees the new bass player on stage and <laughs> you know, some like weird like energy or something going on there and like yeah dude we we just retrained a new bass player and now we are working on um, a new drummer. So. Oh wow! <laughs> you gotta have a good. That's that's like the other thing is you gotta have a good drummer, man. Yeah. I mean, you gotta have all you gotta have all good players, but but uh, a good drummer is so important. But, um, uh, yeah, it really is like that. It's like a relationship and it's like alliances form and some people don't get along as well as others. And it's just like, oh man, I think about the times, those old, those old days. And it's like, man, I don't miss, I don't miss that part of it, (laughs) but everybody should do it. Everybody should have a band. Everyone should play in a band even if it's just for fun, because it is so much fun. Playing music is so much fun. I agree. You know, same. I, I feel like it's obvious that we do it for the. Um, it, anyone can play music by themselves, and that's one thing, and that feels good. Mm-hmm. But music, like you were saying, collaborating with others and that energetic exchange mm-hmm. and the energetic catalytic. Uh, you know, explosion that is created, the new energy that's created from the two energies connecting, and 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 then you go play live, and you're connecting with, I know, or whatever, or a bar full of people, and and then, you know, you got that energetic exchange, and so it's this conversation, it's this energetic dance, and this conversation, and I feel like that's really what we get off on, yeah. You know, other- Otherwise, we would just play music by ourselves in a, in a room right. at the door. Never, you know. So obviously, we really like playing music with other people. If if we're going to, you know, be in a band or something, it's that's really what it is. It's that connection that we that we desire. I just don't think that we we see it like that. Usually, yeah, you know? yeah. It's a for sure a cosmic experience. It's totally even no matter you know even if the band isn't like spiritual or whatever it could be like a hardcore punk band or i've been to shows that were like hardcore shows that were just spiritual magical rituals energetically you know what i mean even even though maybe the band didn't even doesn't think of it that way 
you know, something happens there that's really amazing. Um, I mean, it's like it's a powerful thing. I remember I was in a band one time and we were playing, just jamming at a party, and it's so it was so weird because everything it was like everything went bad everything turned bad and people started kind of like getting aggressive and and there was like two people on the drums and it was like super uh primal you know very like primal drums playing and it was just this everything kind of it it, it was a bad <laughs> it was bad and like people started fighting and stuff and it was like the whole energy just kind of changed and uh uh it was it was weird. It was weird to watch and be a part of it and watch it while it's happening. And like, you're almost not even, you're just part of this thing that's happening. It was so weird. And, and you just felt like this kind of negative energy. <laughs> it was, it was, it's, you know, and, and it, people, you know, I forgot who I got in a fight with and not, not a fist fight, but like afterwards. And it was just like, it, it, it's a power, you know what I mean? It's not necessarily a, it's just a, a neutral energy, really, and it's like how you channel it, I suppose, makes the difference or what your intention is. Yeah, oh, I totally agree. And yeah, that's uh, it can be empowering or it can be power draining. Yeah. Disempowering or, you know, I think that, like you said, yeah, it's um, just like any situation. It really probably so many factors go into it, but I think music is such a strong uh communicator of energies and and such a strong conduit of it that it really can like you said with uh can almost maybe controlling a room somehow yeah 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 and it was kind of like it was like the mood turned dark with the crowd and the since we were jamming the jam like picked up on the negativity and kept it going and made it worse <laughs> and it was it was weird it was it was really weird but uh, but man, like the the feeling when you're in a band and you're all and you're and everyone's totally uh, tight and you got everything down and you're playing a song and everybody stops at the right spot and starts at the right spot. It's just like it's it's indescribable. It's like there's not even a word for that that I can think of. There's just like a feeling you get that's like so amazing. I agree. Yeah, it's amazing. But so anyway, yeah. I hope I hope hope things happen with it <laughs> although you know the thing about music now it's like it's not the same world musically anymore as far as i mean not just stylistically as far as like rock music goes um you know rock music was the dominant music a long time when i was a kid and now it's kind of like i don't know it's not the main thing anymore but that's on that's totally on a side note, but what I was going to say is just to even make a living now as a musician with all the streaming services and stuff, it's like a whole different trip, you know? Yeah. You're making your money off playing shows maybe or merchandise. And, merchandise and stuff. And yeah, like you said, it's tough with uh, rock and roll used to be king. And now, you know, we can be playing at a, sh a show where there's like 20 people you know, and the crowd, and you go down the street, and the bar next door is is packed with a DJ. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nuts! You know, it's like <laughs> live original music, and it's good. You know, it's, maybe 
it's weird too as a as a creative person i get i get the dj thing as much as i'm a musician so i'm not really into it and i don't listen to it but as a creative person i think i can imagine triggering all that stuff and and playing records in a certain way that kind of overlap you know playing vinyl and all that the shit they do with their whole setup up there I can, I get it. I, I get it. I, I could see that would be kind of like it almost like being a an improvisational one man band kind of thing. But I don't know. I, I, I yeah. <laughs> it's just it's not my thing. I, I but I understand it. I understand it. And I'm not dissing DJs, by the way. So. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> uh, but but yeah. It's just I mean, everything changes. You know. Yeah, but I, I don't know. It makes it kind of makes uh, live music with a band more novel and more, um, uh, you know, special. Really, when yeah. it when it's not as available. You know what I mean? I pre- I, pre- I prefer live. Oh yeah, I mean, come on. I'll go to shows. And- <laughs> Yeah, it's nothing like hearing a real drum set. <clears throat> but um, going to uh, next month, I'm going to see High Lung. Do you know who they are? Mm-mm. You know all these weird bands. I don't know. You're always oh, sending God. me. You're always sending me all these cool bands I've never heard of. You know, they're. Um, I think they're. They're all European. All the members, but they all like have antlers and the crazy veil. What are it's they called? and uh, High Lung. How do you? Like, sp- H e i l u n. I I have seen that. Now I know who you're talking about. I've seen their videos. Super cool. It's, it's like, like pagany kind of. Yeah, and they it's mostly like in I think Germanic or German, and you know, but it's all like folklore. And mm-hmm. I have no idea at all. But I was like, I love the visual stimulation. It's talking about you know uh, live live experience, you know, and it's right. and stuff like that. I'd like to also get into you know where you're doing interactive art and music experiences yeah like the idea of of, i don't know what that looks like for me if if i were to produce something like that but um i I have this idea that i would like to do and i live in a pretty small little town a little mountain town and uh i want to do an art parade kind of like a celebration of creativity and get um organized you know as many people as i can marching crazy marching bands and costumes and just people that are into doing this little parade and then maybe have like a little interactive like music festival afterwards and with art live art and stuff going on in the park and i've got this this bit so i do have kind of a vision of this thing where art and music would merge and uh that would be cool (laughs) i've got the idea i just need a once again i need a crew right (laughs) and you you need a crew crew and time that's the other thing it's like there's so many ideas and so so little time to do everything you know it's like people people are always telling me stuff like oh you should do this you should do this you should do this you know and it's like you know at the i don't need ideas believe me i got plenty of ideas i got enough ideas for the rest of my life that i'll never be able to do and it's like you have to kind of choose 
you have to kind of pick the pick what you're going to focus on yeah you know totally. it's so true and um yeah i feel like i've got more ideas probably than i have years left to live yeah right <laughs> yeah so um okay so you you what you have some other shows too right yeah, I uh, got the the solo show this week is opening this week in Philadelphia. At That's Arch it. Enemy. Arch Enemy. That's cool. You hear that, Steve? Steve Clef. Do you hear that? Really? He goes. He goes there all the time. He's he's a great artist. He's been on the the podcast before. I always talk to him, and we talk about Arch Enemy all the time. So he'll probably well, be there. Also, are you going out for it? Little... Yeah. Oh, excellent. Cool. I... You got to meet and, Steve Clef uh, if you do. I'll look for him. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell him. I'll tell him to. He's hopefully he he's listening to this now. This will be Wednesday <laughs> when it airs. I'll be the, the openings Friday and also so my little show my solo show is called Pretend Therapy, and the same night, um, the High Fructose Invitational Group Show is opening at Arch Enemy as well. So I'm kind of side solo show, and then the the big high fructose show is opening that night as well. Oh, and cool! It's like their first Friday art walk in in downtown Philly too. So it's going to be popping, I would imagine for sure with with all the high fructose people in my show. Yeah, hold on a second. I'm going to ask him <laughs> something. Uh, we were just talking about this show. So funny. Uh, sorry. This is relevant to the conversation. I'm not. I'm not blowing you off for a text. I'm trying to add to the conversation. <laughs> See if he gets yeah. back to me. Anyway, so so, so continue. <laughs> I'm pretty excited about that. That's uh, been to Philly, and I've never. You know, I've been showing with Arch Enemy for like ten years or so. Oh, really? And, yeah. So many good I'll, people show at Arch Enemy. I've I've never shown there. They're, those guys are are great. Lauren and Noah, they're both like just on it, super on it, and yeah, everything I've I've every experience I've had dealing with them has just been great, and they've been good to me. And cool, um, they do well with my work, you know. And um, and then so yeah, then I've got uh, a piece going into um, the Bewitching show at Stranger Factory. I'm not sure the date that opens, but that's also this month. I think maybe next week it opens. That's cool. Yeah. I, 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 uh, I didn't know there were, I haven't, are they still doing shows regularly? They are, they moved. So what they did is they moved from, um, like where, where you had your show, they moved from that location to just around the corner. They were there for a few years, but then they moved, they bought what I think is like an old, like, I don't know, it was like a Pony Express Depot or some some like 200-year-old building or something. They bought an old adobe little uh, ranchito in between Albuquerque and Santa Fe. Oh, wow. And I, it sounds super cool. I haven't been there, but they've got the, the Stranger Factory is there now. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and I can't remember the name of the little town it's in. but um, That's great. They must be doing well. They're able to get a place and move and stuff. Yeah, there I saw them, Kathy and Brent. Or, um, I invited them to my show in Santa Fe, and they came up. Oh, cool! So I got, yeah, I got to hang with them there a little bit, and 
Yeah, they're they're in Albuquerque before. That's that's right. Yeah, it's pretty close to my zone. I'm southwest, way southwest Colorado. I'm like 15 minutes from the New Mexico border. So oh wow, in Albuquerque is kind of like oh my you're zone. like yeah you're like neighbors. Yeah, well that's cool. So, yeah, so um, stoked to be showing with them again because it's been a while since I have, and. And then also this month, I sent um, my piece for the Toddler Pillar show at Bainart Gallery in Australia with John Bainart. And mm-hmm. everyone gets a little plastic uh, toy. And uh, yeah, so I've got three three shows this month. Cool. Part yeah. That's great. So yeah. you, are, you, are you like picking up the pace show-wise? Are you trying to get um, in more shows nowadays or I haven't really put a lot of effort into it. Um, they just all kind of like happened <laughs> around the same time. It's kind of always been like that for me. You know, I sent my very first email to last rights all those years ago and got into a show and that led to showing in a show that Gary was curating out there, Gary Pressman. Mm-hmm. And then when I asked him about Copro and he was like, uh, get a hold of Chet. He's doing this conjoined show, and that's when I emailed you. And then from there, really, everything has been <clears throat> galleries. You know, asking me if I would be in their shows and stuff. I've never really done that that work where you put it out there to galleries, trying to get into galleries. And I feel like maybe that's something I sh- maybe I should be doing that. You know, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it sounds like you don't need to, and that's great, man. When they're coming to you. <laughs> enough you know between social media commissions and stuff like that you know and then the galleries i do i feel busy enough but i I could probably step it up i feel like i i'm definitely in a at a point where i want to push whatever it is to the next level open some new doors and you know not completely recreate myself but i feel like i don't want to get stuck in cruise control and right keep, you know just keep keep it fresh and interesting and um yeah so so i feel like i got some big things happening i just don't know what they're <laughs> exactly they look like yet but i've got all in the the motivation and the drive you know i've got tons of that shit all day long yeah good good gotta get the art parade happening yeah the art parade you know you have- it's all all on the list it, the parade can go and end at the venue wherever the big venue is be awesome yeah that's what we should call this episode chris haws on oh. the art parade <laughs> make it manifest it into reality <laughs> well i feel like i feel like i've got enough uh connections people i know that are artists that would be into something like that i have to figure out how it would be a you know, a profitable situation for people involved or, or whatever and for myself, but you might be um, able to hook up with the city and see if they would sponsor it or something, if they're cool. We've got like a tourism board here that has lots of money and stuff like that. And so yeah, it I feel like it's really a matter of me deciding that I'm gonna do it and start lining up a a, a group of people to help me make it happen. That'd be so cool. Okay. Everybody, you, you heard it here. You heard it here. The art parade is happening in Colorado. <laughs> so uh, well, um, how long have you, 
gone full time. How long ago was it when you when you went full time? Uh, com- completely no more house painting at all. It's been um, just about two years. Okay. Close. How was how was that? How did that happen? Like how how was the transition? Because when I did it, I was I ha- I know that I um I wasn't prepared. I really did it in a stupid way. I think about it now, and it was really kind of dumb. Because I got laid off, and it was like I just jumped at the opportunity because I got laid off, but I didn't have savings or anything. So I just kind of was like, okay, I'm going to go for it. And here I am 20 years later, all like out of breath. <laughs> it happened, and you did it because you had no plan B. You threw plan B out the fucking window. And yeah. They work, whatever that takes. And that's, I think, that mentality, you know, it's, it's really all between the ears. You know, every we have everything else it takes it's it's believing in ourselves and i definitely had some encouragement from my wife me too yeah Mm -hmm. you gotta yeah and and that really helps you know for people that don't have that you know you gotta um i don't know how else to to really you know through friends and through other family members i think that support i feel really lucky that i'm in a family that and you know my in-laws and my whole family we're all artists and musicians like all the brothers, all the sisters, the parents, mm-hmm. everything. So I feel like very supported, not only by the universe, but by my family and my friends. That's and, so cool. And, you know, I also, I owe a lot to the fact that my wife has um, been pursuing her art career and she's doing things on, on a super macho level right now. Yeah, her stuff's great. I remember you showing me that and being like blown away. Yeah, she's... Uh, she just did a show with the Renwick Gallery. That's the Smithsonian, one of the Smithsonian's galleries in in Washington D.C. And she's doing some some stuff to where now she's also you know financially able to support the, the family is like I was doing with all the house paintings. That's amazing, so, man! So that's, cool. And I'm stoked for her. And it's rad to be, you know, married to somebody who's also on the same creative path who's decided that she had a graphic design business for like 15 years and one day she was like i'm done i'm you know and this is when i was still working so i was like yeah close close it up and let's let's see what you can do because i've always had faith in her oh cool so you guys supported each other totally yeah that's great grateful for that you know really if if it weren't for her i don't know what exactly i'd be doing with it but i think you know, I've tried in the past. I tried to quit house painting. I got pretty far away to the point where I was almost not taking any jobs and I was doing art mostly full time. And then I'd get pulled back in. Somebody <laughs> asked and now I've officially like told everybody, like, don't fucking call me <laughs> in your house, you know, and yeah. so, you know, people don't I there for a while. I was still getting calls and it was hard to like, it's hard to pass up money, sure money. <laughs> It's like it's hard to pass up mo- sure money for possible money, because that's the thing about shows and doing creating your own artwork. It's like okay, I might you know I spend six months or a year on this show, and maybe if I'm maybe it'll sell, maybe it won't. You know, it's such a it's such a crazy job. It's a crazy way to live, really. Like like Ursula, my wife, she's like we're addicted to that like we like to live on the edge. We like to see like how, like how much of a chance can we take? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I'm just going to like quit my job and I'm going <laughs> to 
work six months on this body work and hope it's how do you like that? You know, we, <laughs> that's our, our kink somehow is like, you know, we, we, also, we love to make art, but we also must love to like feel that's how we feel alive is pushing ourselves to these uncomfortable places. Fortune favors the bold, they say. Yeah. Well, so you, yeah, it's it's like you you got to learn to love it. It's the way I see it cuz cuz it's like it's the way it is, you know. Uh uh it's just the it's just it's like the way I see it is for me and I and for every artist I know pretty much it's what you are willing to put up with in order to create your artwork rather than you know. I I've, I've had I've heard other people say that so so maybe there is this element of masochism or something <laughs> but <laughs> but you know like you're you are like seeing what you know how far you can push yourself how much pain you can take but yeah but also like you said how much are you willing to you know it's like the, the cost it's the cost of entry yeah. you know yeah. but yeah, I, I, I've, you know, I, I've definitely been there when I was younger where I'm like, I'm pushing through, I'm going to, you know, I'm just like into the grind, but, but I, I, um, <clears throat> I'm not into the grind anymore. I'm too old to be into the grind. It's, it's too hard. It takes too long to recover from the grind for me now. So I'm trying to like. Easy when you're 35. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so. I guess that's, um, you know, the older you get, the more you're like, you try, or at least for me, I'm trying to be strategic and, you know, you try to figure out how to do it and enjoy it and, and, uh, uh, still pay the bills and keep everything going. It's just, it's kind of crazy, you know, it's just like, a. I don't know. There's just a pile of things you have to do. You've got commissions and you owe things and then you still have to bring in new money and you're just like, uh, I'm sure you know how it is, especially now that you're full time. You're describing my life. For sure. <laughs> and, 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 and the hardest thing that people don't understand is that in order to make, okay, we're doing it because we love art. That's why we're doing it. Because we meant we're meant to do this, we love it, and in order to make, we get off on making really great work. I think artists, you know, generally, you want to bring it every time and just kill it, and that's the most satisfying thing. And in order to do that, you have to like relax and get into what you're doing. So it's so it's such a difficult skill to learn to have like this crushing weight of debt and bills and obligations you have this crushing weight on you but you have to relax and make the art great still you know it's not like we're sitting here trust fund kids loaded with tons of money in the bank being like okay i'm gonna relax and you know <laughs> make this you know what I'm saying? So it's, 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 I, that's how, that's what I found. Like it's, uh, you have to somehow just like let everything go and just focus on this thing without thinking about all the other shit going on that you have to worry about. Yeah. And I think that's what I say. I feel like the universe supports me. Mm. So it's, it's my judgments and all those weights and this, that, that 
pressure that that's inside my head like I, I was saying in between the ears you know it's all that that shit and the weight of the world and, and being an adult that's the stuff that like you said we got to accept and in the background knowing that the universe wants this for me like i just got to get past myself right if i can if i can get my stressed self out of the way and and like get that relaxed self the one who's flowing and happy and and grooving in the pocket then all those other good things align money and you know I yeah mean, I, don't, I don't think that i i've never made money a, a real priority i've never just never have i worked my ass off and i bought a lot of stuff and but it's just not been my priority mm -hmm. you know my is happiness and and i think yeah it's a balance definitely balancing out all those pressures and stresses and should i be doing this a lot of times i feel guilty like you know or i'm gonna get like someone's gonna come bust me and and find out that i'm not going to work and, and then i'm <laughs> instead you know like the principal's gonna show up or something <laughs> oh yeah i was i was but, yeah, I was driving the other day in the, in the in the car with my wife, and I was like, I remember when I would days where I would take off of work when I was working in the studios, and or I was sick, or I'd take a day off for a, a doctor appointment or something, and take the rest of the day off, and I'd be driving around in the daytime, and I'd feel like I'm getting away with something. I'm not supposed to be out here. I'm supposed to be back at work, just like when you're a kid at school and you ditch or or something, <laughs> and it's like, hey, it's like that every day now, you know. Well, I think that's that says it all. We feel like little kids again when we're in our studio and we're doing what we love. I mean, you said it right there. It's like that feeling of being a little kid and making art and how rad that felt. You know, we we grow up and we get real jobs and we and we quit doing that. And, yeah. And so many artists, I think, that start out, even ones that go as far to, to go to school and get their master's degrees and all this other stuff, still don't end up being artists because society and the thoughts in their head and the judgments are telling them that's not a real job. That's not, yeah, that's, that's neat. I used to do art too when I was a kid, but I got a real job. You know, that's, I think I had to get past a lot of, of that. And, and a lot of that's just the stuff in my own head, me imagining what other people think about me. Right. But it's cultural though. It's like, you're getting it. The whole culture sees art, art and artists. I think that way, you know, I think it's like, the whole world is kind of against you in that way. You know, it's, it's not general, uh, mainstream culture, I guess is not like, we got to support the artists. You know, it's more like, what are you crazy? That's a crazy thing to do. You should go get a, re get a real job, get, get a, something dependable. Um, uh, but, uh, uh, oh man, I, I had a, I had a really good point. Uh, 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 it's coming back. Oh God, I lost it. Oh no. I do it every episode. I've gotten better at that. I used to do it every single episode. Now I do it like every third episode. <laughs> I got to write stuff down immediately. Like I know. I know. I know. I know. I'll remember it though. Uh, uh, oh, it was about the, okay. I'm going to tr trace my steps. It was, it was uh, about the having to let go. And create work um, uh, uh, to let the flow happen while all this pressure's on you. It's gone.
<laughs> oh well. Oh, I know. I know. I got it. I got it. I got it. <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, this is why I believe it's good to have. Um, if you're an artist, especially, you have to have a certain amount of trust in the universe. You know, you have. I, I think it's good to have some kind of like, I guess, a, a spiritual practice or something, something more than the material strict materialist view of of life i think because if you don't have like that faith in something greater than you that wants to, like you're saying you have this feeling that the universe wants you to be an artist so it's got your back if you can manage to hang with the the pressure it, it wants you to succeed and so without that it would be very difficult because everything is kind of like pulling against you or pushing against you you know what i mean so i think it's good it's it's especially good if you're an artist doing something living this crazy art life to have some kind of belief in something some greater power or something that you could trust in in you know what i mean so kind of like what i was saying about having the, the support of the family or your right. friends knowing that you have that that support of the universe and whether yeah spirituality whatever that means whatever you want to call it yeah i call it a lot of times going to the spiritual gym like when i go out when i meditate when i go out and talk to the stars at night and try to manifest and all my little affirmations and stuff those are my my emotional and mental push-ups and and crunches <laughs> you know, i will get emotionally and mentally out of shape if i don't practice those things because i am prone to depression and, and emotional you know heaviness and so yeah i totally i feel like i don't even know what i would call my spirituality you know like there's no name for it i just i just do what feels right for me you know and yeah it's it's what keeps me going man it's definitely like because yeah and and once you you know i think a minute ago when you were trying to think of what you you were wanting to say and you were talking about accepting and being able to relax to let things flow as soon as you quit trying to think about it and you relaxed and you let things flow yeah. you have this perfect example yeah 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 once i gave up once i gave up it just came right back to me <laughs> i feel like with with me um i used to have a hard time going to the dentist and i still have a hard time flying all these things that I'm really uncomfortable with. Uh, I have learned to, that it helps me to see those things as gifts and services. The dentist is there to help me. He's not, you know, it's not, I'm not, I'm not getting tortured or, or, <laughs> no, he's helping me and I'm paying him, right. you know, getting in a plane and getting, catching a, a flight to Philly. That's a service someone's providing me. I'm paying for it. And if I can see that as as a gift and a and, and a service to myself, it helps me uh, relax and accept the situation. And I think that um, I don't know how that necessarily ties into I guess the stress of life and being you know alive and all that when you accept and just go with the flow. And it's you know not an easy thing to do sometimes. But yeah, it's it, just that's like a a change in perception. Really, it's just changing your perception to make it work for you better. Um, and I, I think, you know, 
you don't have to have a specific spiritual practice. I don't, I really don't believe like the answer is with magic or, you know, uh, uh, Christianity or Buddhism or whatever. I I really don't think that may be the answer for you if you're, if it suits you. But I think the answer is just to like how you described it is to have just something, something that feels meaningful to you. It doesn't have to have a label on it. It's like the only reason there's labels on these different religions and spiritual practices is so that we can talk about it and discuss it and learn. And, you know, it's all approximations anyway to the real thing, especially when you get into like real cosmic spiritual stuff that happens when you have something crazy happen or you have that feeling. It's not like you can really describe it adequately with words anyway. So these are just like, you know, just ways of dealing with it and talking about it and stuff. But it's like any, I would encourage anybody who has, who's like maybe like super atheistic or super materialist to, it sounds crazy, but like how you said talking to the stars and stuff like that, fucking talk to inanimate objects. That's a good place to start. (laughs) It's like... That's like, I know it's, it's magical thinking, but you know, magical thinking isn't necessarily a bad thing if you're doing it correctly. I believe I, I, I think that just, it's like be childlike in that way and open to the possibility that talking to your printer is going to make it load the paper in correctly that time. I totally agree. (laughs) I, I feel, I truly believe I mean, I'm definitely a weirdo. Like if I'm throwing away like something I've had a long time, but whether it's a pair of jeans or something, I thank it for its service. And I <laughs> have the, before I put it in the dumpster because I'm so attached to the, the idea that everything is energetically charged and has a purpose and deserves a certain amount of respect, whether it's a rock on the ground or, or a, a, a dog or your favorite shirt. I feel like the energy you put into that is relevant to the energy that's going to be all around you. And I, you know, and maybe I'm at the point to where I'm like, yeah, a, a little bit neurotic about it, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. because yeah, I will. Yeah. You find I, me talking, find me talking to all kinds of inanimate shit. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's just, I, I just, I, you know, it's, it's like once, once I, I got, um, I don't know, really deep into meditation and stuff. I started, I don't know. I started, uh, sort of talk. I think people do it too. I think people do already do it. I think most people probably do it, but they don't want to admit it. You know, I think people like talk to their cars when it's not starting and stuff like that. I think people do it a lot. It's just like not an accepted thing. And it's, and it's like, it's superstition. It's just dumb, but there's something to it. I think there's something to it. Like you said, everything's energetically charged. Everything is alive in a way. And, you know, I I, I don't know. This is, it's kind of crazy getting off on on this, but I I guess maybe the the best way would be to like, remember how you were when you were a kid, you know, when you were a kid, you kind of would do things like that. Like, you know, uh, I don't know. Like if there was a, like this rock, 
my dog brought this rock in the other day or it, it showed up on my floor and I'm like, weird. Okay. It must've been Mr. Bubbles. This is my daughter-in-law's pug. He, cause he eats weird stuff and he carries stuff in his mouth. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm going to keep this as a little <laughs> power rock for some reason. And whether it's just a rock or not, I'm going to sort of like give it my own meeting meaning as, as, as like a little special thing, you know? And, and so, and this is something like you would do as a kid. My daughters totally do it. My youngest daughter, she's still at that point where she, she can pick anything up and, and give it a name and say how much she loves it. And <laughs> no, throw that away. That's, that's my piece of cardboard, you know? And, and that, yeah. And that's amazing. That's like, you know, that's, that's cool. It's, 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 it's good to hang on to that. You know, I think it's, um, I don't know. I, I prefer to live in, in a world like that than a world where everything is dead. You know, like the idea that everything's just dead. Yeah. Which is kind of the materialist point of view. I like to think that everything's alive and that, you know, yeah. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> it's all good but uh yeah so so um any other shows <laughs> that's it you got your three big shows and you've got your your art parade and you got your band <laughs> um that's those that's everything in the um current horizon um i'm not i'm not sure what you know what it, like i said what it's gonna look like but i definitely feel like i'm on the cusp of i don't know another shift with the visual uh just the um i don't even know how to really put it into words because my art's always going to be my art i always want to not i can't escape that people will always be able to tell what my work yeah that's a good thing but I, what I want, really, I guess what I'm trying to say is that I want, I want to make something that impresses myself. I want something, I want to create pieces that, that I question whether I made them or not. And I don't know what that really hmm. looks like yet, but I've got, I feel like I need to, it's going to take some more meditation work, some more like dropping in, um, and I and and once again, just time have taken the time to even drop in and allow the creative genius to flow through the conduit into your life. I think takes a certain amount of space and time. Yeah, and that's hard if you're taking kids to school and and painting people's houses and and so I feel like without getting too woo woo about it, I feel like there there's probably going to be i don't know if it's going to be a psychedelic experience or or what but there's i feel like i don't know there's a shift that needs to happen for me i feel like there's and i don't want to sound like vain or materialistic or any way but i feel like there's a greatness that i crave that i'm not allowing myself to even come near hmm like I feel you. Like, oh yeah. Like there's something I can't quite taste it, but I know I, I want it. I know I want it. And Holy. I know I want it. Just oh, I feel the same way. I totally cool. feel the same way. Felt like there for a minute. I was like, I, I don't know. <laughs> what an asshole, man. This guy's so egotistical. 
I want to be great and I want to yeah. I want because I want to be the the most um you know, I want to make the universe proud. I want to be the the most full potentialized version of myself that the universe has given me the opportunity to be. Yeah. I don't want to let it, you know, I don't want to let let the universe down. And I feel like that is going to look bigger and different than what I've done so far. Well, uh, you know, uh, yeah, like I totally relate to that. I feel, I feel the same way. Like, I feel like I haven't even, you know, I've, I've become pretty successful for someone who d- paints monsters and shit, you oh. know, but um, I really feel like I haven't done uh, my greatest stuff yet. I feel like I'm still, I haven't even been in a position to be able to do my greatest stuff yet. It's always been under pressure and time constraints, but, but I, I will say, you know, one thing I wanted to bring up is um, I think it's pretty, uh, uh, it's kind of amazing that you were able to succeed with sculpture. You know, it's hard. It's hard. You, I don't know if you know my story. It's like I started with sculpture. I was doing these crazy elaborate molds and casting and all this stuff. But still, you know, it's 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 harder to sell sculpture. You know, at least that was my impression because it takes up more space than a painting. Just on that level, it's like, you know, sculptures are... You have to find sculptor collectors. Yeah, um, so the fact that you're able to... Um, uh, succeed as a sculptor says a lot about you and your work i think it's kind of amazing because if it's it's like if you can if you can make it in sculpture you can kind of make it in anything i think it's it's a lot harder than 2d artwork thanks yeah i uh yeah i don't know that i did anything to make that happen i don't know how responsible i am for that i guess i just <laughs> it was blind faith or maybe uh, you know good good work that's part of it I definitely have devoted myself to to my craft or my to my art um and and hopefully that shows um but i feel like a lot of it with getting getting the ball rolling and with my art and with my music both was this uh lack of awareness that i that i might fail like yeah. I, I didn't even consider that it may not work you know, I'm going to get on stage and I'm going to sing and everyone's going to love it. It's going to be great. <laughs> I'm going to make this art and I'm going to send it to these galleries and and then the crowd's going to go wild, you know? And I, I look back and I feel like, oh, wow, like how naive was I? <laughs> yeah, but, but anybody that, that, that you have to kind of have that attitude. I had the same attitude too when I was starting. It's like, oh, yeah. It's cool. Other people are going to love it too, even though it was just so ridiculous. But you yeah, were right. yeah, yeah. Ultimately, it's like we were both right. It, it it is sounds crazy looking back on it, but you have to kind of have that that self belief, you know. Yeah, it's. I think it's absolutely key, you know. And and it's, it may sound cheesy. It may sound generic. Uh, but it's, it's, it's the truth. I saw this little short clip video clip the other day of Anthony Hopkins and he's talking about motivation and he's talking about believing in yourself. You got to believe in yourself no matter what, 
people are saying or doing you got to believe in yourself and he gets kind of intense and almost like scaring you into believing yourself and <laughs> and and really that i think loving as cheesy as it sounds too loving yourself is part of believing in yourself and having that spiritual practice or a healthy emotional and mental state of, of health you know is, is important you know because it's also easy to just be the depressed artist you yeah know? and i did that part too and i still do at times and especially with dark art you know and with music the blues and all you know you got to go through those you gotta you know you can't get up if you've never been down mm-hmm. and, but you can't stay there yeah you stay down or you're eventually just gonna you know well sweat. yeah and the blues is a great example of of taking taking the negative and turning it into a positive and i think dark art is too i mean the blues and dark art are definitely right related you know it's like it's the same idea where you're taking negativity and turning it into something amazing turning it into art yeah trans transmutation or transfiguration or alchemical something or other but uh uh two in one episode i had another really good point okay okay now i'm gonna just take your word for it i'm not gonna stress about it and it's gonna come right back to me the problem is you have pressure because you're recording yeah (laughs) that automatically puts the pressure on what was you what was that back and edit yeah but i oh i i can cut stuff out but i prefer not to it's part of the it's part of the whole podcast is like it is what it is people i think people like the the screw-ups unless someone you know wants something taken out um uh okay i forgot (laughs) never mind it was a good point too but uh um yeah so I don't know. Uh, 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 uh. I never thought about that, though. I never really thought about the blues and dark art being so connected in that way. Yeah, me neither. That's a pretty cool connection. That yeah. The total like blues or blues is the, you know, the dark art. I mean, there's dark music, obviously, and, and emo and all that stuff. But I think blues is. But the, the blue. Tr- yeah. Blues is the, the foundation for that. All that. You know, and and it's all about suffering, turning suffering into, um, you know, taking it and expressing it, turning it into art instead of letting it destroy you, you know, becoming depressed about it. Oh, it was something when you said you, it was something about when you said being a depressed artist. Okay, I'm just forget forget about it. I'm leaving all this shit in too. I don't give a shit. I don't have time to edit this thing. I only edit if I have to. Barely, I'm I'm barely able to do this podcast. To be honest, every week. Um, Impressive, man. Six years on top of it. It's crazy. Yeah, I haven't missed that many days. I mean, I've I've missed a few episodes here and there, but pretty consistently. Crazy. I I just think this podcast is so so cool. I, I think the interviews are so, um, the people are so interesting. The, uh, the artists are so interesting to me. 
What? That'd be fun. I'm sure it's fun for you to like. Just yeah. Oh yeah. It's the only social interaction I have pretty much other than my immediate family, <laughs> but I get to talk to all these artists, but that's, you know, I, I look at there's podcasts where people are making like hundred thousand dollars a month on their Patreons and just crazy people making millions. And it's yeah. like the, the guests are so, I am so not interested in the people who are on these podcasts, like Instagram influencers and mm-hmm. people like podca- other podcasters that just do. I just think it's so, I, I'm just, I can't believe that, that people are interested in these boring ass people <laughs> with the when artists, all the artists I have on the show are so interesting. They really have a different kind of perspective about things. And I don't know. I just, I guess it's just maybe that's how we are, but man, I don't know. You see these mainstream podcasts. And it's like, man, I would, I can't listen to this. This is it's well, anything mainstream. I don't think it's, I don't think. Yeah. You and I, you and I are cut out for mainstream. <laughs> <laughs> true true i don't know good stuff gets in the mainstream sometimes but um generally i just have no interest in like i don't know these there's like all these personalities that are like youtube personalities youtubers and and they're just like these dumbasses. they're just like <laughs> these regular dummies you know what i mean they're not like interesting they don't have cool ideas or or they don't think differently they're just like these dumbasses that people just know them because they've grown up watching them and and so they like them and listen to their podcast it's just the weirdest thing to me just i don't know to each their own to each their own everybody's got their own tastes just blows my mind they're the ones making all the money that was my dog that wasn't me making that noise my dog came in here (laughs) But I got my dog in here. Frida, come here. Frida, come. I'm bringing to get her up here. Come here. Frida, come. Up. There she is. All right. Oh, what a beauty. Is that an Australian shepherd? Yeah. Okay. Dog sharing time. Come here. Valentine, up. Come here. Up, 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 up. Come here. Up here. Come here. My dog's really like trying to get on the bed. Come here. Come here. There we go. Uh, Oh, dude, there she cool. is! What a baby! Female or male? <laughs> Female. She's, she's so cute. Yeah, she's so sweet. What's her name? Valentine. Valentine. Oh. <laughs> she is the nicest dog. She is so sweet, and she's a and she's an evil pit bull. Oh, you're stoked! She is so she. This dog loves me, and I love What's... her. Oh. Okay, down now. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we've devolved into dog sharing. Oh, it's good stuff. You got any? Uh, uh, where can people find your your music? Uh, Spotify and um, I think it's on iTunes, Apple Music, okay, platforms. Uh, Ragwater, one word. It's <laughs> a great name. Ragwater, and <laughs> we've got one full album, and then we've got some singles out because we're working on a newer album. Um, cool. So, yeah. Where do you record at? 
we do we do a lot of home recording, but we take everything over. We record, we record all the 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 main vocals and and the drums and bass at a studio in Durango at, uh, called Scooter's Place, and then we rec- we do a lot of the backing vocal tracks and extra guitar stuff. We record at home mm-hmm. and take it over his computer and do all the mixing and editing over there it's amazing now with these model these computer model amps where you can kind of get any sound from a i don't know if you you're probably more traditional amp guy but but there's like these app digital amps that you can model that that are modeled on all these famous guitar sounds and they sound exactly like them that's so amazing can you imagine being like a kid interested in music right now well, and that's people are just taking just like anything with music and sports and everything. People are taking it to these new levels, and part of that's due to the the technology. That's yeah. Around. So. And yeah, I it, I I used to record on a four track cassette, and you had to bounce tracks down to get you know you'd get you'd use up three tracks and you'd bounce all three and mix them to the fourth track so you had three more open tracks and you keep adding and bouncing down and it's just like now you have as many tracks totally professional sounding just in your computer so amazing people don't realize how good they got it in that way they they have it much worse in other ways though but anyway well that was a great talk yeah man i really appreciate you coming on i could uh i could talk to you anytime just it's good to catch up with you i know well yeah i i use this as also as an opportunity to catch up with all my friends too but but i mean this living in this capitalist nightmare where everything has to make money (laughs) so it's just like i'm always everything i do has to somehow equal money because otherwise i won't survive so i was like okay i've got these I'll have chats with my friends and people I respect and artists I, I love and, you know, monetize it so I can pay my bills. Perfect. <laughs> so I guess it's, you know, resourceful, but anyway, I, I, I um, always, yeah, you, you always have an open invitation to come on the show. I wanted to get you on to promote your show, which is to, it's dro- today. If you're listening on the day that it's dropped, it's Wednesday, your show opens Friday, um, Friday at Arch Enemy Arts. Yep, Pretend Therapy is the name of the show, and um, yeah, I'm excited. And the High Fructose Show is the same night. Yeah, the High Fructose Show is uh, tons of cooksies in that show. Whoa, I don't know if he's going to be there or not, but it'd be good to see him and um, just all the he- big heavy hitters. I feel a little intimidated <laughs> being hey, in the. But you're one of them now, man. Come on. <laughs> you're one of the heavy hitters sweet <laughs> well cool man well good luck with everything of course stay, stay in touch as always you know we text yeah. keep sending me your weird bands yeah totally will i'll send you some <laughs> some uh high long youtube videos or something cool also uh in april i'm going to see uh the Pussifer Perfect Circle um, Primus show that's uh, Maynard's 60th birthday. Oh, really? You're going to that? Where is that? There's like six different locations. I think Denver is the one I'm going to. 
Okay, that makes sense because I keep hearing different people, friends of mine, are saying they're going, but they're all in different areas. I'm like, I thought it was just one thing, but I guess yeah. it's well, that's cool. That'll be fun. Well, have fun there. Anyway, the last thing we have to do before you go is just say goodbye to the audience. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks for letting us chat. Thank you for putting up with our bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Bye.